Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Keep It Open podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Mitchell. And today I've got my friend as a guest on, Danny Cruz. Danny. Welcome, Danny. Thank you. It's good to be here with you guys. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, Aaron, do you want to you wanna ask the question? Oh, absolutely. Mitchell, is it rude? All right. So let's start it off today, uh, Danny and Aaron. Uh, so it, how do you guys feel about... Um, paying on first dates do you oh, guys God. think it's rude if, if for let's say in a in a heterosexual relationship uh, a man, man and woman okay um a guy asks a girl on a date okay is it the guy's responsibility to to, to pay for the date every time so the guy asks the girl right well let's go with that scenario okay. yeah, yeah yeah so i think in that scenario if you're the one asking i i think it's cool for you to pay right Okay, uh, you're, you're providing the the experience. I would agree with that. I mean, uh, yeah, I can agree with that. I can agree with it. Uh, but you know, I don't know. I think like so. I guess is the way that we're looking at it. Like dating is like a one sided thing. Like if I ask Mitchell on a date, let's just say he's a really hot girl, then I have to. I'm assuming the burden of that interaction is what we're kind of getting at, right? Like, I'm kind of the one responsible for, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't I actually don't think it's limited to a, a heterosexual couple, right? Like even mm. in a homosexual relationship, I think it's like if you're mm. the one proposing the adventure, yeah. uh, the the rules of hospitality right, sure. kind of extend beyond the hosting. The home. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't think I can really argue too much there. I guess I guess in a way it's kind of like chivalry, like modern chivalry, right? But like, um, I don't know, like uh in today's day and age, like I think that it's perfectly reasonable for two young adults to like split the bill like unless oh, totally you know totally. what i mean like i don't think there's yeah. any like negative stigma on that anymore however i will say that i was uh seeing a girl recently and she said that one of her quirks was that she insists that the guy pay for like the first couple dates like is that quirk I don't know, dude. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I'm not really sure if quirk is the right word for that, but that's what she called it. But I asked her about it. And I was I've like, heard that a lot. I've heard that a lot. Yeah, and I, I asked her about it. I was like, so, so what's the you know reason behind that? Like, why do you feel like that's something you have to bring up? And like, you know, why why is that like part of your dating like formula? Uh, and she was like, well, I don't know. Like, girls have to spend so much money to get ready. We spend money on makeup, on our hair, like on this and that and the other. And I was like, okay, well, to be honest, that's kind of a fair point. I mean, like. You know, makeup's expensive, dude. Like, I dated a girl who was a cosmetologist, and like that shit, you run a bill real quick. <laughs> like, so. Are you still seeing this girl? No, no, no. no okay, because no. like she sounds pretty quirky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> On the quirky scale, she was up there, man. She was definitely yeah, up there. Quirky is just not the right word. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess I just, I just love that she was like, oh, it's like this weird thing I have. Where yeah, I like where I just like want you to pay for everything for the first like three to five dates. Oh, all right, cool. <laughs> Well, I'm just weird like that. Yeah, so like in art school, basically. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think if you're that, on Bumble though. Like if you're on Bumble or and the girl talks first. The, well, I guess that's one where the girl asks first, right? Yeah, and so I guess that's kind of the question, right? Is like, does it depend on the scenario? Does it? De- I think it depends on the people involved. Like, for me, like when I go out, like if there's a good energy between you know me and and, and whoever I'm with, then it doesn't really become a thing. Like, you know, if I'm having a really good time and like, we're getting drinks and we're going to go to another bar, it's like, I'll just put my card up. I'll just, I'll just close the tab. And then a lot of the time she'll be like, let me split it with you. You know what I mean? Like, let me split it. 
And it's like, mm, oh, see, that, okay. that's a good point. Sure. And good so it's, it's kind of just like, I'm not, I don't have an issue paying for the whole thing. Like, that's fine. But it's just like, you know, sometimes I think these days it, it can sort itself out a little bit. Um, Cause I don't know. I also, I know some girls that are offended if you offer to pay for them. That's a thing too. Offer? Yeah, that is a thing. It happened. It, I've seen it and it didn't happen to me, but I've heard about it and seen it happen when I lived in Los Angeles. Yeah. Oh, well, it was, it was LA. So that, yeah. that kind of, yeah. but it's also that thing, right. Of like equality, gender equality. Like some women don't want the man to pay because they want to, you know, they want to take on that burden and be like, I can pay for myself. I can pay for this. I can pay for you. And it's like, okay. Yeah. So but I think, Aaron's, you know, yeah. Yeah. I think Aaron's correct. We're talking about like, it's the, it's the people involved. Right. Cause like there is always going to be that like given pull and like, you're going to test the other person see what the reaction is and yes. like without even intending to. Yeah. So last date you were on, um, you, you said you 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 paid for the whole thing, mm -hmm. and yeah. the your partner in crime <laughs> was fine with it. She just let it happen, or yeah. Uh, last date I was on, I paid for everything, and uh, I mean it wasn't like a crazy expensive date. We just went to like a bar, had a couple drinks. I think we like stop trying to impress me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you free tonight? You want to go out? No. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so it was just it was a pretty like low key date. We didn't go to like anything super fancy, right? Like first date, like I don't know. My opinion is you don't you don't take someone out to like a super nice restaurant on a first date. Maybe that's a whole other topic. But um, yeah, it was fine, and I had no problem with it. Like again, like I said, like if it's one of those situations where the time comes to pay the bill and you know i put my card down or you can tell like she's kind of waiting for you to put your card down sure that's fine but i guess like in the long term it's like you expect to kind of split things with your partner right or am i completely yeah, wrong right. like you know like yeah no but i think that's good company policy is like I, i'm totally right. okay going in like i'm gonna pay for everything yeah. as like the default but i kind of want the other person to raise the issue you know of course and I like, think I it also, like, yeah. I, I think you, you, you at yeah. least need to do the dance. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. If you like do nothing, I think that that might be a sign. And, and she I, just lets it happen. You got to do the old like, yeah. Oh, you know, let yeah. me let me at least split it, or you know. And then it's also, I think, to your point, is it, it's okay, like maybe the first couple times, if that's the scenario, like the first couple dates, and you're kind of initiating as you know, let's say in this situation, like a heterosexual relationship, you're initiating as a male, you know, hey, let me take you out. Okay, sure. But then, like, down the line, if people or the person, <laughs> the other person in this relationship just keeps letting you pay, like, that that has to be kind of rude, right? Like, it should be, like, a mutual investment in getting to know each other, right? So, I actually think that's kind of a deal breaker is if it, like, never comes up. Because I think the person paying that's isn't going to bring it up, right? That, that, is, right. that is probably rude. Because right? it's funny. Yeah. It, 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 it makes you rude to bring up bring them up, paying. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Right? So like, hey, and then they can, like, hey, look, like, I noticed that you've been paying a lot recently. I yeah. don't know if you caught that, but I did. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Aaron, if, it was, if it was the case of your, your girl, she'd be like, oh, you know, I was waiting till the fifth one to yeah, exactly. really start She's like, in. well, <laughs> this is the fourth date. So technically, <laughs> <laughs> you got one more you got to pay oh, for man. before I start <laughs> chipping in. Like, what? Like, I don't know. But, okay, uh, but like, what a sign of like a crash fail date at the end of it when it's like the waiter comes in. And like nobody offers. It's just like, oh yeah, split it. That's 
This is not gonna be red flag central, dude. Like you cut and run. Like if at the end of the day you don't want to pay, she doesn't want to pay. I think at that point you guys split it and say it was nice meeting you. Oh, All right. All right, but Mitchell, Mitchell, we haven't heard uh, much from your experiences. Mm. So, I think yeah. uh, I, I uh, if I'm initiate, so not even from a heterosexual or homosexual um, standpoint, but yeah. I think whoever's hosting, whoever's hosting is is typically the one who paid. And I, I think in my dating experience, I'm typically the one who initiates. So I, um, as cheap as I am, I, I, I still um, <laughs> he is day. cheap. But he that is. being said, Aaron. <laughs> You do impress me going out for drinks and uh, dinner. Almost all my first dates are one or the other. Drinks or never, dinner. Never, yeah, you yeah. Pick, baby. Sometimes well, it's just so, dessert. So, you know, so, like, here, here. No, I'll, I'll put her in drinks just dessert. Like, eat before. Listen, all right. She didn't, she didn't get okay. the two for one. <laughs> tell her to eat beforehand? Oh, my God. She didn't, get the two, she didn't get the two for one coupon, all right? Let me explain, all right? All right. So, so basically, when I go on a first date, we start with drinks, and if we're having a good time, then as we spend more, like as the night goes on, you're gonna get hungry. Maybe we'll grab a bite. Nothing crazy. Maybe a food truck, some tacos, or something like that as we're drinking. But yeah, you start with drinks. If you're having a good time and you want to continue drinking and hanging out, you probably end up grabbing oh, that, a bite. You know, that's a good that's a good move, Aaron. Like, yeah, I think because um, like, you, you can make a no. You can tear it. Yeah, it's like it's kind of like a it's kind of like a filter. Dinner. Yeah, it's a filter. Yeah. You know, and also you go really well, you go for dessert. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Would you consider your dating schema more of a freemium model? Um, or... I would say that it's become <laughs> a premium model, dude. <laughs> well, because like, because like I'll hang out with you for free, but then we start adding on right, right next tier so, microtransactions. Is that what you're saying? There you go. <laughs> yeah. Basically, if we're gonna hang out, I'm gonna need you to give me your credit card information, and I'll charge you uh, based on what we do that night. Yeah. No, yeah. you know, Aaron, I think your yours is more like uh one step up from the freemium. Like you're a paid app in the app store. So yeah. you, you pay one. It's like ninety nine cents, but then you get the content. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you yeah, gotta yeah, buy the crystals yeah. to speed up the time to build your village right, so that right. you don't get raided. Yeah. You're both uh, getting the drinks. <laughs> the drinks are, you know, guaranteed. You pay for the app. But yeah. Then dinner, yeah. 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 But no, I, I honestly, like at the end of the day, like I think that um, you know, drinks are non-committal, right? Like you're getting to know someone for the first time. You're not sitting down to a meal, you're not going bowling, you're not, you know, top golf or some shit where you've paid oh, to like shit. have an experience, <laughs> oh, <God>. right? <laughs> Dude, I lived in LA for a while. <laughs> I went to Vegas a few times. It People do that do. shit, we man. People will go they'll go first not dates to like Vegas. really nice restaurants, they'll go first dates like top golf, first I mean, listen, I think we all have a perspective. I think we all have a more based perspective of dating, if I can go that far. We understand Thanks. that you're trying to get to know somebody, right? Like, yeah, maybe you've talked a little bit, either through text or on the phone or FaceTime or something. But, like, you know there's a connection there. But the first date is kind of like, is it tangible? Is it real, right? Like, when we get together physically, like, is that connection still there? Or is it just a digital thing? Oof. I think a lot of people use the first <laughs> date as a flex. Like... Yo, check it out. Look, I'm going to impress the shit out of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I'm not that person. Maybe it's because I'm actually cheap. <laughs> like, deep down. Also, is Top but... Golf a flex? Well, I mean, it's money, right? Like, <laughs> I don't think it's a flex. I think it's the 40 bucks minimum. To go yeah, down. Just yeah. And then the food is pretty expensive. Drinks are pretty expensive. But I think, like, my point is, like, a lot of people will flex their wallet on the first date regardless oh, I see. regardless okay. of whether it's top golf or a fancy restaurant or a really nice cocktail bar or, you know whatever the situation might be i think a lot of people try to like use that first date 
as a way to like be like, yo, what's up? You know? I actually think that's kind of rude. Yeah, I, I, I would have to agree. Yeah. The first date flex. Yeah, the first date flex. I think flex. I know a lot of, and Danny and I keep looking at each other because we're actually in the same room. <laughs> I, I got you, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. I was like, why does Danny keep looking to the left? <laughs> I gotta even it out. All right. Uh, no, but what were we talking about? The flex. Oh, I yeah. know. So I would know a lot of girls who say, um, if you don't, if we don't go to like this kind of restaurant on the first date, then it's it's kind of a, a no go. So really? Like, kind of restaurant Chinese buffet. Well, it could be. It could be. Like, <laughs> you, don't, you don't take her to fucking Red Lobster. No, you're you're done, like, bro. There's, there's, like a, there's a there's a tier. You know, like if you're not in that threshold, wow. like, it's Probably. Oh, this guy took me to oh, this place. Wow. Like, we're never going on a date again, kind of thing. It's like know? I only date guys who are six foot or taller. Applebee's are higher. <laughs> bro, if you take her to Olive Garden, you're set then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's interesting. Thing, like, I don't want to be with someone who has like weird arbitrary like, yeah. checkpoints. No, know? I I actually like 110% agree with that. Is like um I think that also comes down to like the person that you're interested in, right? Like the type of person that you generally like date, right? Like I don't I, the last time I've been in a situation kind of like that was in Los Angeles maybe like 3 years ago. Um but most of the time in my relationships, it's like, or, you know, when I'm dating, it's like uh, dive bars, taco joints, pizza, like, you know, try the new burger spot or like whatever. It's never like, if you don't take me out to a super nice dinner, I'm deleting your number. Like, what the fuck? Okay. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I haven't really had that many experiences with that, you know, but I know I've it exists. That sounds like a fabrication. I, I know it does exist. Well, I mean, Mitchell's like, saying, Mitch, you're saying, that. right? Like that you've, yeah. you've, dated girls or been involved with girls that have like a, a threshold I, 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 I have, of like dining or, yeah acquaintances or friend uh, Dan, i think you're oh yeah we lost uh, him real quick yeah. he went to went to get a drink there we go, Sorry, there you go. <laughs> but yeah you know date not not i wouldn't say any of the girls i've dated but uh i've got friends who well so okay if somebody if you took a girl out to taco bell for example okay well no one does that that's like but, but, let's, well, say, but, but let's say let's say you did yeah, let's yeah. Say. Yeah, <laughs> as an edge case right yeah. all right is this an absolute no-go like i mean but that's the well, thing, okay. right? It's the framework. No it has uh... to be, what's the framework, right? Like, have you guys like been talking on Tinder or like Bumble or whatever, and you're just casually talking, then it's like, yo, I really want a fucking crunch wrap. And she's like, I'm down. Oh, and you're like, you. I'll oh, scoop yeah. you. Yeah. That's still a first date. I guess, I guess what we have to iron out is like, <sighs> organic first dates versus like planned and scripted first dates. Like, I'm going to yeah. pick you up at eight o'clock on Friday and take you to a restaurant versus, yo, I'm hungry. You want to grab a burger and a beer, right? The like the state of true crime podcasts. I feel like people are meeting at places more and more. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, you're not wrong. Actually. Uh, I don't ever offer to pick up girls for, for dates anymore. Cause I, I feel like they'll, they'll say no, like they don't trust guys they don't, they anymore. Don't trust you. Yeah. 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 It's I even leave crazy. my chainsaw at the door. They don't even want it. Yeah. <laughs> You save that for the second date. <laughs> That's a fourth date. The fourth yeah. date. <laughs> hey, We're Sarah, good to see out. you. <laughs> I was actually on this date uh, last night. Nice. Um, and unscripted, uh, but we went to this arcade. Oh, cool. Um, very economically friendly, but I like she was very <laughs> into like the free date experience. You know. Cool. Mm. So okay. The only reason we went in because it's cold. It was a little chilly last night, you know. But she was like, "No, let's just walk around this park." 
Oh, okay. So she was more one of the let's walk and talk and like see if there's actually connection versus like spending money on each other. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I just wanted to have fun with her. And yeah, it, for sure. It was a great time. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I thought it was interesting. Like, I don't know if she was like aggressively pushing the the free date experience as like right, like a point to be made, or if it was right. like you know a genuine personality. Maybe she was quirky. I, I was gonna know. say, dude, she's on the quirky scale from what I can tell. <laughs> yeah, she's 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 got so a little quirk. Like- yeah. It sounds like it went well, though, right? The the date. Well, say again. It sounds like it, the date went well. Though. Oh yeah. So you'll have a second one, I guess. There's there gotta be a second date. Maybe, that's awesome. Maybe that's her thing. It's like she doesn't want to. That's her version of the of the filter. That's her yeah, filter. Too, it's like too committed. If she if they, you spend money on her, it's more like let me test the waters first, then. Like, yeah, but you never want to make somebody feel committed. You know, it's like yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. You just want them to be just just. Just themselves committed. and just yeah. <laughs> you want them to be committed? I guess no, what I'm saying is you don't want to make somebody feel that you just you would hope that they do feel Mitchell's first date is like, you know, Saturn has a ring. What? That was good. That was good, man. What kind of wedding dress are you looking for? Yeah. <laughs> Have you chosen a wedding venue or are you still up in the air? <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's interesting. That's interesting. I, I'm, I, I always think that when girls have those quirks, that there's a reason. So I'm going to need you to oh, report bang. back. <laughs> I'm going to need you to report Definitely back. Issues, yeah. There's some kind of, uh, <laughs> We're going to yeah, need some uh, future thing, intel yeah. when you find out why she does that. Because it's, I'm sure uh, she'll tell you. Be rude. <laughs> right? You can't like hash out someone else's bag. <laughs> we don't know <laughs> who she is. We don't know who she is. Um, no, yeah, I think that's that's another thing that plays into it, man. Like, I think a lot of people these days are like very mindful of their trauma, and they set up kind of like boundaries, um, yeah, for dating and stuff, like a hundred percent. And I think I've run into it more and more and more as I've gotten older. I think it's just something that's starting to happen with the time. Because I remember in like college and stuff like that, dude. Dating was so it was none of that. Like it, there was there wasn't this like pressure. Or, or, you know what I mean? That I think that there kind of is now. Like, it's just, like, in the background, like, lurking. Like, James Franco in fucking Pineapple Express. Like, lurker, you know? Just, like, it's just chilling at the door. Just, I don't know. That's that's maybe my I opinion. I have seen but... that movie. <laughs> you haven't seen Pineapple Express? I've seen it, like, three times. I mean, I was pretty stoned each time. Well, so yeah, maybe... I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, but, sorry, James Franco. Someone will, someone will get the reference. The, okay. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Do you guys feel the same way that there's like probably more pressure on like dating now than there was in the past? Like, well, everyone becomes suddenly more aware of their own mortality right around like 25. <laughs> That's also very true. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that um, the, the, the dating scene changes quite a bit. Like when, yeah. when you're meeting somebody inorganically, like they're an app or something like that. Very true. Very different than like if you're in school or, or something. Or for, yeah, friend yeah. or, you know, like, and people yeah. are like, for relationships but our cousins or whatever a lot of people outside. <laughs> <laughs> it's I don't fine. The country. I mean, twice removed but, no problem you know starting on 25 26 27 30 you know like that Ooh. that time the dating game starts to change it's, it changes uh, yeah no you know, I, I, I know what you're looking for this i agree year. i think i think that's 100 percent true like, i think we, that you know what we're doing here you when know? you're younger it's yeah, kind yeah. of like let's just see what's out there woohoo and then as you yeah. get older it's more like 
No. You get to the Taco Bell and you're like, I think like, we know what we're doing, right? I, oh my god! <laughs> I have a list. <laughs> if, a list. <laughs> if you don't get spicy uh, ranch with her Crunchwrap Supreme, you're out of here. <laughs> oof. I don't know. I don't like that one one day. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right though. The um, I, I like just reminiscing here when I was uh, you know, eighteen, nineteen. Yeah. I would date a girl who was one or two years older or younger than yep. me. And that was like weird to me. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. Now, like, I'm dating people who are like, you know, four or five years older. Yeah. Five years younger. And it's not that weird. No, it's, it's not. Like, yeah. I think it's, it's also, like you it. said, after the age of like 25, like, you know, yeah. you, your, your consciousness kind of expands a little bit. And, you know, age starts to not become such a, a filter. Like, right. you know, I'm 28 height, and I'd have, yeah, I, I'm 28 and I'd have no problem dating a 35 year old. You know what I mean? Like it, it's not, it's just, it's more about the connection. It's more about the personality and, you know, do you have yeah. that? You know, um, we're not, not sexual predators though. So like you can <laughs> only punch up Aaron. 18. I, I, yeah. <laughs> age is still kind of a little. Okay. All right. Don't make it weird guys. Don't make it weird. Don't make it weird. Okay. So then is it weird for a 20? Is it, is it weird for a 28 year old to date like an 18 or 19 year old? Uh, yeah. is it? Yes. Is it's, it? it's weird for an 18 year old to date someone who's older than like 28. Because that's what you said, right? When yeah. I was 19, my girlfriend mm -hmm. was 29. Yeah, but but you were dating up. But she was dating down. Right, but she. But you're a guy too. But, okay, so gender <laughs> matters. Like you were the potential fighter. <laughs> She's a cradle robber, man. How am I still? <laughs> so I actually relate to you, Aaron, because when I was God, I was 25, right? So I should yep. have known better, I suppose, right? Um, but I was dating someone who was. <laughs> <laughs> they're so developed right? yeah right yeah. at 25 you got it all figured out man right uh so she was 32 33 okay yeah um, she's great like yeah. wonderful person for yeah. sure yeah and the relationship it worked very well for for a while yeah um but i do think that if she had been what was that like seven years younger that would have been illegal yeah also no, first of all yeah. Yeah. yeah also yeah. a little weird yeah also a problem yeah <laughs> and i also think that there's a, a threshold of maturity right like you can sure. you can only go up or down so far like someone that's like closer to their 40s than their 20s um or their 30s like it, it, priorities change so like when i was dating that girl mm -hmm. when i was 19 and she was 29 it worked for almost uh probably about a year ish but then like you know she wanted a family she wanted to have kids, you know, which is totally reasonable. She was, she turned 30, like when I was turning 20 and like, so, you know, it was kind of like one of those situations where you just have to like evaluate, like, am I ready for that? Like, no, yeah. I'm not, but there's yeah. nothing wrong with that for her. Like that's where she's at in her life. It's totally reasonable. I mean, people have kids at a much younger age than that. So yeah, I think that, you know, when you're, when you're dating above or below, you got to kind of in the back of your head, at least realize like okay we might run into some like hiccups or some roadblocks here but i mean right. well they're, yeah. they're like cultural norms as well like in the united True. states age differences aren't usually that wide right but in like latin america it's super common for the guy to be at least like four or five years older yeah if not like mm. seven eight years older yeah yeah yes danny what do you uh um why don't you tell us uh and aaron and the listeners out there what you uh, do for a living sure so i am a musician i play the oboe and teach music that's awesome, man. Thank you. Yeah. Um, it's a good time. 
Yeah. yeah. I'm a musician myself. I play guitar, drums, piano. I do a lot of electronic music and stuff like that. It's really that cool, man. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I was just going to say, uh, yeah, Danny goes to school right down the, the street here at, at UT. He's in, he's in the master's program. Here, oh, so. sweet. Yeah. That's awesome, man. In the oboe studio. <laughs> yeah. As you, I, as you mentioned before, uh, the life of like a professional musician, like, you know, financial stability and stuff like that and all of that, like, I totally can empathize, man, because up until probably a few years ago, I mean, I was pursuing a career in music and uh, it is tough, dude. The ups and the downs and like, it's a tough life, yeah. but yeah. Well, and it's weird. I think that uh, the culture place to place can lend itself to like maybe taking the risk or not. Um, Cause I didn't realize until recently that most of my peers um, have had like full-time jobs apart from their music gigs. Uh, and, and I feel super lucky, like just being where I've been uh, yeah. to like each more or less full time. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And it, it's just super interesting to me, like just being lucky in a particular city or not can mean totally different things um, career wise. Yeah. But yeah. Very true. Very true. Um, uh, so I'm sorry. Go no, ahead. go ahead. Well, I was going to ask you, uh, I'm sure your listeners may already know, but what is like some stuff we can hear you on? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I have a bunch of music on Spotify. I'll put the links in the comments below. Um, but yeah, I've done a whole bunch of stuff. So I've done projects that are more R&B focused. I've done like rap music. I've produced for people. Um, all kinds of stuff, electronic music. Uh, I used to be in like death metal bands, death core bands when I was younger, guitar and drums <laughs> okay. and stuff. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I kind of jump around and, and change up genres and stuff like that very often. Very frequently now cool. i just make lo-fi so i just have like a lo-fi channel on youtube um, nice yeah yeah so those are like blowing up these days yeah man i just uh you know on the weekends when i'm chilling i'll just like have a couple beers and just make like three or four lo-fi tracks and just <laughs> just uh, nice. do you make the the tracks that are like hour-long ones that are like uh, no no um <laughs> those are like, like the compilations yeah yeah no so like uh mine are probably about like two minutes 30 seconds three minutes and then like mm -hmm. i'll probably just upload them into a playlist i'm waiting until i have like 30 or 40 and then i'm just gonna like upload them all to the it's channel and just like oh put them out let Cast people into the ether mm. yeah and just let people uh you know peruse it at their at their will um sure but yeah man it's fun it's therapeutic and it's like for me, it's kind of like I've reclaimed the creative process because for so long I was trying to really make something happen in the music scene. Um, that's mm -hmm. why I went to LA in, in the first place. Um, okay. And I feel like I, lo I, I lost control of my my passion. Like it, it kind of went out of my hands and I was trying to like almost justify to the world that I deserve to have a career in music. And uh, I didn't like that. So I took a little <laughs> bit of a hiatus um and uh yeah now i've just kind of reclaimed that and i just i make music for myself and for my own enjoyment and yeah good yeah man good well and the control thing is interesting because i feel like the uh the distribution has become impossible without like the platforms right oh yeah so really like i mean people still make cds but i yeah, feel like the tapes playlist. and records <laughs> yeah and it's like the what is the point of that like so you can saw it at your concerts like an aesthetic right? thing an aesthetic. Yeah. a lot of people like the analog like retro vibe it's really big in the diy sure. indie scene for sure yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but they I'm still at the end of the at the end of the day the guy that's selling you a vinyl record still is hoping that you play his song on spotify a thousand times a month so yeah, yeah. well i think even like uh like like taylor swift's putting out a new album 
and um red taylor's red. version yeah taylor's version <laughs> <laughs> but you know uh, artists still put out cds yeah. and they hope that they sell a lot of albums and yeah that's like a way like a tangible way for their supporters to to follow them or to uh, support them financially without just like donating money or yeah. whatever or like going to see them in concert maybe if they can't do that the new thing um, so, I mean, they still sell a lot of uh, cds but yeah. it's kind of a sham you know like nobody's actually playing the cd it's a collector's item Right. It's a physical right. way yeah. to remember something. It's like know? a t-shirt, right? Yeah, it's exactly. Like yeah. yeah. And I think the thing to show off on your desk. Right? Yeah, exactly. Uh well, I was gonna say that uh something to take a picture of and put on your Instagram. I mean, it's oh, it's yeah. the new thing is like if you want to blow up as an artist, TikTok. Like if TikTok. You, you want yeah. your song go viral and you want people to make a dance or use it like as a overlay for a video, right? Like yeah. yeah. And uh that's the way that you blow up now. Like it's wild yeah Do, are you familiar with the guitarist uh scott master was it Shredmaster scott that sounds familiar yeah this guy is a great guitarist he's like a death metal guitarist yeah isn't he and the he one like, that people always say like oh your videos are sped up so then he like plays them faster is it that guy i don't know oh i'm not sure about that i mean i just love his, his yeah. I, mean, I don't watch it religiously okay, um, okay. I, one of my uh actually my cousin does um and he introduced me to the guy and he's got some great like pedagogy videos, like talking about music in yeah. like, a very approachable way. It's a pretty high, high level topics, like modes and music theory and that kind of thing. Sure. Yeah. Um, but he has a video where he talks about how it might even be a TikTok video, how like if you want to enter the music industry now, like you have to have examples of your playing out on these social media channels. Oh, yeah. Like nobody's nobody's doing auditions like this kind of thing anymore. No. Right. It's not, yeah. It's literally I, I like it's like your it's your resume now like if yeah, you're a musician resume. and you're an instrumentalist specifically maybe not a producer but yeah if you're an instrumentalist you need to have videos out and that's how you're gonna get gigs and a lot yeah. of the time they're gonna find you like there's this uh russian chick anna drums and she's uh she's sick have you seen her so good she's amazing <laughs> she's really good and she she's young so yeah. she's like a prodigy dude like drums yeah and she's she's russian i think but bro she's gonna get signed to like drum for like i don't know some massive live performance i guarantee it dude like i don't know like baby metal or some shit like she's gonna be on like a massive stage by her early 20s like drumming for for a very big name i guarantee it for sure she's got the vibe wow. she's got the image like you know she's good at what she does for sure and so like yeah she's gonna get scooped up um, but Jacob Collier, are you familiar with him? Yeah, he's a musician's yeah. musician. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. But he blew up through social media. I mean, his right. his you know rise onto the scene, like as you said, he's a musician's musician. A lot of what he does would just like normal people would listen to and be like, "What the hell?" Like it sounds nice, but then actual musicians are like, "Holy fuck!" Like these chord progressions, these harmonies, like you're a freaking monster like who are you yeah. like you're you're literally like uh a once in a lifetime or once in a generation musician um i mean he has you know he has a lot more reach and uh adoption because of social media you know yeah yeah i, I feel like there's like even a genre that's like jacobism let's say <laughs> right it's like i feel like a lot of musicians are trying to flex in like a for sure way yeah no i, I could i could 100% see that yeah i guess I, I don't think i've seen that like it's not i'm not sure if it's a following yeah you know yeah. Well, i like, think like his art form is not even just like performing music right yeah his is like i'm performing awesome music it's complex it, it sounds good so it's kind of it can be mainstream as well but we're also like going to analyze it on this channel or something oh or, like, yeah we're gonna have, 
you know, different he, ways to slice and dice and like look at this music. And he does a lot of teaching too, right? Like he does, he does teaches webinars and like all kinds of stuff. Yeah. It's his, his, his his unique art form to the world. I think that's really cool too. Cause I was going to say like being a musician now is, is nothing like it was 10 years ago, right? Like your platform can be so much more (laughs) than just put out a song, get plays, get a paycheck, put out another song, you know, you can teach, you can interact with your fans. So I guess what I'm trying to say is like, being a musician now, I think is actually great because you can connect with people on a personal level so much easier than in the past. Like, and you don't Absolutely. really need like a big brand behind you, like a bigger label or anything like that. Like you right. can totally do like ground roots or grassroots, like uh, come up like through social media and just like word the, of mouth and stuff. The issue is that like for now, that's true. I, I think the, the scary thing to me is back to the lack of control yeah, uh, because like you know, YouTube makes one change, you could be sunk. Oh you know? yeah. Like Spotify makes one change, and you're donezo. Dude, uh, Twitch, uh, the yeah. streaming platform recently, um, last year, I think it was last year. It was like during the when like uh the lockdown happened. I think some around that time, um, the record labels uh went hard on the platform. Like they, they were DMCAing everybody. Um, really? Yes, for playing music on their streams. And it, everyone, mm. the whole community, the whole Twitch community was like really upset because one, they couldn't play like good music on their streams. You had to go find DC DMCA free music, which generally is like not that great. Like you can find some bangers in there, but like for, you couldn't give it away for free yeah, for an eight hour <laughs> for an eight hour stream. You're yeah. going to be looping music in the background for the most part, because some of yeah. it's just like terrible. Um, and also you can't connect with your viewers like in, in that way. Like yeah. sometimes like it's. I don't know, uh, on Twitch, like just playing a, a banger, like your chat will pop off and like everyone's like, you know, putting emotes and like, it's a social thing, right? So um, right. that was massive. And not to mention that, um, so if you're a partner, Twitch saves your broadcast indefinitely, right? So um, if you're at like a certain level of streamer and like certain amount of viewers on average and you're partnered, you've signed a contract with Twitch and all that stuff, um, your videos are archived uh, forever. If you're on the lower level, it's only 60 days. Um, but these bigger channels that have been around for years that generate a lot of revenue for Twitch, they had to go and either download their past videos to save them or, and then delete them or just delete them. Um, because I mean, think about it, right? You've got four years worth of content and each video is probably between six to 12 hours long in HD. So to download all of that, <laughs> You'd need like, I mean, like 50 terabytes and like, I don't know how long that would take months to actually yeah. download all of that information. And so that, that was the music problem. Was yeah, the, because they're, they're going to take that down, right? Because in those videos, in the past videos where this wasn't a thing with DMCA, people would play whatever they wanted on their stream. They play right. Justin Bieber. They play, you know, Rihanna, you know, really big name artists. Right. And so well, they had to be really safe. Like- to like and I, I see i see two big issues right so like the first one is that twitch put the uh burden onto the streamers right mm-hmm. and then they didn't find a way to just revenue share with the artists exactly whose material is being used right they just exactly. like ah it's too hard right yeah, yeah. and that sucks <laughs> they could have done that from the start i mean it's it's yeah. owned by amazon they have the money and the know-how oh, like the connections 
Yeah, Twitch is owned by Amazon. Yeah, that Bezos money. The Whole Foods of digital media. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so they they really bungled it, man. And a lot of people lost a lot of their content. And uh, some people got banned and then had to appeal. And like, you know, it was just, it was kind of, they just like brought down the hammer without any warning. um, And people literally had to scramble to protect their their channels. Um, And so, yeah, it, it was wild. And like, that was one of those things, like you said, like they could have done something about that. They could have, instead of like the DMCA coming in and saying like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to throw strikes out. People are going to get banned. They can't play music anymore. Well, let's work something out here, right? Like playing music on Twitch streams is really good for exposure. It's massive for exposure. Like, how, does, how does something like TikTok get away with that then? Um, I don't know. They must have oh, some kind of agreement. They just have gotten away so far. But yeah. They, they, either, they, they either have an agreement. I haven't looked into it. They either have an agreement which would make sense, yeah. or mm-hmm. they're going to end up in a similar situation to Twitch and YouTube, where yeah. unlicensed content is a, you know, a bannable offense or a strike-worthy offense. So. Who owns TikTok? Uh, it's a Chinese company, isn't it? It was, but there's a U.S. like company that bought it, bought the U.S. property. I'm not sure. I don't know if it went through or not. I, it didn't I, go through? I don't know. Okay. But, that whole, yeah, there was a whole thing because it was a Chinese thing, like right. security, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but, right. Uh, so I was... Oh, so... But I, again, I think the real issue is that there's just, like, no competition. Uh, right? So, like, let's say that there was a, a Twitch uh, competitor. And that would basically solve the issue, right? Because, like, now Twitch can't just, like, do shit willy-nilly. Oh, uh, it's YouTube. No consequences. YouTube and Facebook both have gaming platforms. Uh, YouTube mm-hmm. is definitely doing a little bit better. Um, but YouTube also has very strict DMCA as well. Yeah. Um, so everyone's kind of navigating it. The workaround mm-hmm. now is so what I can do, I'm using a software to capture us right now that I also use for streaming on Twitch. Mm-hmm. I can route my audio, certain audio to one channel, which will print to the video. So like mm-hmm. when you go back to watch it, like our, our voices will be there and everything. The game audio would be there and everything. But the music that I'm playing on the stream would not. Mm. Whoa! Yeah, it's cool, right? So what? I mean, I don't even care how. Where can I get it? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So that's how people are doing it now. So now, like, basically, like, if it's not in the VOD, like the video of the day, then you're good. So like, Mm. you can kind of play whatever you want again while you're live, as long as it's not recorded after the fact. Now, and that's really that's really good because I don't know if you guys know the what's his name bb nas that song edamami that's like popping off all over the internet um it's a rap song you probably Not know that it. sorry you might know you might know <laughs> it if you, like a year and then i'll probably find out you, you might know it, it if you heard it but uh for example uh this one streamer he's been playing it on his stream he, him and his girlfriend really like the song and they played it on their stream like five or six times in the last two days and they average about thirty-five thousand viewers on a daily basis so yeah. like that is a massive promotion for him like that's a football size stadium it, of people it's a massive promotion but yeah. i think it still circumvents like the legitimacy of musicians as artists right so like mm-hmm. yeah you get exposure but you can't eat exposure right you, know what I mean? you, you don't get paid off of exposure yeah, yeah. it'd yeah. be great for the artists to actually get paid a on share that. of the revenue being generated yeah. yeah and i think that you know twitch could totally find a way to do that and i think they should right because it's a it it's a platform should. of creators mm-hmm. for creators like why not roll it all up into one thing instead of like i don't know 
Yeah, I think uh, it's just a lot of legal work and a lot of uh, money that would have to be spent up front to actually like make something like that happen. So I hope they do it in the future, though, man, because it's such a great like tool for musicians like and beyond that, like graphic artists, illustrators, all that yeah. stuff. They stream on Twitch, too. And so, yeah, I, I guess my, my biggest issue is the way we even talk about like we say, like, oh, I hope they X, right? And I just feel they like they're talking about like deities, though. You know, it's like, oh, I hope Apollo falls falls through mm -hmm. the harvest. You know, like I mean, this are we really at the mercy of these like gods? It's it's funny, uh, Mitchell. <laughs> this doesn't this harken back a little bit to our conversation about billionaires on the first episode and how they've kind of surpassed like, oh sure, yeah. yeah. I, I think in a sense, yeah, it is kind of like you know, hopefully the sun god comes down to earth and blesses us with this bountiful <laughs> harvest, like. It kind of is like that, man. I really think it is like that. Like it's infuriating. It man. is. These companies are <laughs> they're so wealthy and they have so much power. Like they literally can determine how things happen, when they happen, who they happen yeah. to. Like, yeah. Sadly. So Danny's uh Danny's a Danny's a YouTuber, actually. Nice. Too. He's, I would say the probably are, are you the the top five biggest oboe names, I would say. It's a very small niche. It's a small niche. But, <laughs> it, it, okay, it is a small niche, but... I mean, hey, that's still... Danny a is, niche is a niche, man. Yeah. You know, like, as, as far as, like, known oboists, like, in the community, I guess, like, yeah. Obophile's brand is, like, pretty I, up there. I, I think I've gotten a lot more recognition for the education um, when I go places versus, like, actually making music hmm. now. Like I'll I'll go meet people who I like very much look up to, and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, you're the guy with the video about, uh, you know, whatever, fast tonguing." Yeah, and I'll be like, "Yo, my God, you're like the English horn player for San Francisco. I can't believe that, you know." But I I don't also want to be judged on my playing in the same level, you know what I mean? Right, totally. Um, but yeah, I, I think that everyone can find their their space if yeah. you just like be yourself. Dot dot dot. Be <laughs> yourself and do what's right for the YouTube algorithm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can't forget so, about the algorithm, man. <laughs> algorithm rules all. It sadly does. Yeah, does. It really does. Yeah. That's interesting. Uh, it's a it's a it's a wild landscape for content creators and musicians and all that stuff right yeah. now. And I think um, you know, as as things continue to grow, like hopefully, like you said, like we can get a little bit of that control back, right? we we don't have to be at the mercy of the labels or the networks or i guess not the networks but the hosts right whether it's yeah, twitch nice. or youtube or whatever it might be facebook um well meta uh <laughs> meta meta uh yeah we talked about that recently right that we, did. we did yeah we talked about no, that i mean you can't get out of that though right like because mm. then, then you just have a a government run free like entity no, that. not government run how, how about a uh, blockchain yeah exactly huh yeah. How about a what is that? What is Ethereum's whole thing? The con smart contracts. Yeah, exactly. It could it yeah, could all be done via smart contracts. Someone just has to build. <laughs> someone would just have to build the. Uh, yeah, sorry, no, you're good, dude. Someone would just have to build the infrastructure for it. But yeah, I mean, like a content <laughs> yeah. creation service, like something like YouTube or Twitch, where people could post content, stream content, uh, interact with fans. But it's all blockchain, and it's not you know it's decentralized. It's not owned by one company with a CEO and strategic objectives to milk as much fucking money out of their user yeah. base and viewer base uh but it's just there to host the content and obviously take some profit but you know yeah a more fair system would be dude in an ideal world sign me up like that sounds sign great so yeah. how do you feel about like okay so like punk rock 
Mm. Definitely anti-establishment. Oh, right? yeah. Like jazz, definitely anti so Like all the yeah. good genres that like erupted through generations are anti-establishment. Yeah, yeah. What happens when there's no establishment? Like if we have this blockchain system. So- I, I think, uh, <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think one of two things. Um, it will flourish because it'll be a it'll be a wave of like total anarchy it's like this is our fucking playground boys let's go you know what i mean like we did it there's no there's no man anymore we fucking killed him like it's it's like a it's like a victory lap like it's a little bit like uh you know fantasizing it's a little bit like almost pornographic in a way about this like imaginary situation of liberation yeah what happens when you get there? <laughs> right. It's like, it's, yeah, you're, you're so caught up on the journey, right? That when you get to the destination, you're like, is this right? Did we put the wrong address in? Like, <laughs> are we going to have stairway from heaven? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> music about how everything's just too good. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Everything's great. You know? <laughs> which, which may, I, some would say it's already been done, like maybe like right. uh, the early 2000s pop punk, yeah. was like music in search of a problem. Yes. Kind of thing. Totally. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. It's interesting. I, I think that's, that's, yeah, that's definitely like a valid point, right? Like that's the kind of the whole like uh, core, like the kernel of that type of music. Uh, but yeah. from what, what I today's, like, what's, what's the equivalent for? Well, I, I mean, like, I listened to a band off. called Graduating Life and like, um, I, it sounds pretty existential and yeah uh, <laughs> they're definitely more of like the post-hardcore post-punk like uh scene like mixed with some indie or whatever but um it's not so much about like the system a lot of the music that these bands are writing about are more like interpersonal relationships and like societal mm. societal relationships oh, it's not we, we've given up on the system though we well yeah uh, i think we already know the system's we busted know we right just can't, uh, so we yeah. can't change it so, so it's now like, we gotta, yeah now we gotta, gotta write about them. something else you know it's right about how like your shitty ex like you know or about how you're just like a raging alcoholic and like you know can't function in society i mean you oh, know my demons yeah right i mean it's relatable content relatable content um, oh, for sure. Do you guys know people who are living um, either off grid or like pseudo off grid? Like in the vans and stuff? Like vans, yeah. RVs, that kind of thing. I know, yeah. I know a girl. Like, you yeah. know people like that, right? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah, I feel like there's like a distinct border of okay. generation border, border. Yeah. With people who like cannot imagine that. Uh, 100%. And I feel like there's like a generational gap there. Like, like I was describing this to my professor. Okay. Um, this girl I met, she knows she lives uh slightly off grid. Um, slightly like like van, like RV, you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And, you know, she's very very capable. Um, which is amazing. Like all this, like I don't have any of those skills, you know. Uh, but his whole thing was like, but why is she living like that? Right. You know, mm. like why would anyone choose that? Right. Yeah, and, and I. I Found, like I wasn't trying to defend it. Like I was like, I need to play my instrument for you right now. <laughs> you know, but, yeah, like I, 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 we have something to do here, but yeah. <laughs> but it made me think it about it. I was like, you know, no one's ever asked me point. before, younger than a certain age. You know what sure. I mean? Yeah. Like I feel like anyone in our in our generation or like peer group is not asking the question, why would you? Do? I think it's very like imaginable. Like, yeah, I felt like that would be awesome at some point. Yeah, sure. we, we, right. we see the van life movement, yeah. the off grid, like house on the prairie with solar panels and whatever um but yeah people like my parents age when they see that they're like um, you lost well yeah yeah you, suck, like, <laughs> yeah, you lost the game in society, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I think um, having to go hunt for food now or something. This is what happens <laughs> when you don't go to my school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is why you need to go to college. I told you to be a lawyer, damn it. <laughs> Which I know lawyers who are like much more impoverished oh, in yeah. both their lives and financially. Oh, yeah. Than like people I know living in vans. Yeah. Uh, I think that's the thing, right? Yeah. Is like, uh, I think it comes, it, it's like there's kind of a movement now away from money and material wealth right? Like, yeah. I think America was really focused on that for a really long time. And I think we're going through like a little bit of a societal awakening where a lot of people are like, I don't need all of that. Like, yeah, give me a I, fan I and a coffee machine and a bed and some like, basic internet connection. And I can be it's happy that you know? but out of necessity too, though, right? And like, yeah. it's, the comp it's the combination yeah. of like, okay, yeah, yeah, that is a good idea to like live minimalistic and stuff. Right. But also like, I don't think we I can get into like, yeah, the, the upper class right, right right or also like you know you do your you do your budgets and whatever and based on the way that you make money like i can't afford an apartment or one that's worth it you know what i mean like right i can so, afford a box and wall but yeah so or i could get like you know i could get a van and i can actually have like decent appliances in there and i can move it around i can travel a little bit like that's a bet that might be a better option than living in the shit, girl, the shitty girl apartment. I know who does it the girl i know who does it too she she brings a laptop around she yep. works a remote job and yep. then um stops by coffee shops or whatever or yep. hot spots it and yep. and can complete i guess still contribute in that way to a society and like reap the rewards from it yep. while mm -hmm. you know and still having that independence yeah. Grid. Yeah. 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 so this reminds me just bringing back to the music thing is uh the difference between like country music and the indie music that's coming out right now maybe the folkloric music okay and mm -hmm. how it relates to the lyrics of folk music that maybe I'm more familiar with uh, in, in South America. Okay. Right. Where, where like, it's very much like, Oh, like I've got this great life. I've got my woman and my alcohol <laughs> and like, that's all that matters, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, it's a tinge of like being excluded from the system. Hmm. Right. Versus I think the more modern version of that um, being like, isn't it great that we're choosing to unplug from this system? Right? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Like, uh, same outcome, yeah. different perspective. Yeah. That. Yeah. Hundred percent. One of them you chose, the other one you were born into. Right. Sure. Yeah. Right. That's hmm. interesting to think about, because it really is in America. It really, I mean, I can't generalize it, but I mean, it is a choice, right? To like disconnect from the grid. Sometimes. Like, yeah. It, well, it can be. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's why I don't want to generalize. Um, Ooh, but yeah, I think that like most people in America you probably have a choice to, you know, get a job, try to get an apartment, get a good, get good credit, you know, like try to <laughs> the American dream, right? Like you're, well, you're prescribed that by society. Yeah. I, I would love to have someone actually research that on like actually go across the country and find out if that's true. Mm. Because I feel like, like lately I've been traveling a little bit for auditions. Yeah. And I feel like most of the places are not how I thought. Like Tom Segura has a bit where it's like, yeah, imagine any place that's exactly how it is. Yeah. And I found yeah. that not to be the case. Okay. Like, the United mm -hmm. States looks to me a lot different in person than I imagined. And, and really? it's, yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, wait. So mm. back on the bed, imagine a place that's yeah. exactly how it is. Yeah. He so, has like, everyone asks me all the time, like when I, cause I travel so much, like, oh, what's it like in San Francisco? Mm -hmm. What's it like in Portland? Right. All right. Close your eyes. Imagine that place. That's exactly how it is. Okay. That's how that's it is. Yeah. That's underwhelming. But I feel like, some things work much better than I anticipated. Okay. I, I feel like the Midwest in my mind was going to be like a very difficult place and like exist. Um, and I find that people are like generally warm. 
Yeah. And like, yeah, accepting. Yeah. And I generally thought that people would enjoy being able to get from one place to another. That seems not to be the case in any city. Public transportation. Regardless of how much they think they love public transportation. It's like, oh yeah, we love it here. You can get anywhere in like super fast. I'm like, you cannot. It's not real. It doesn't (laughs) exist. You cannot. No. Interesting. Interesting. That's what people told me when I first came to school in Austin. They're like, oh, you know, just take the bus anywhere. I'm like, okay, well, so The the closest grocery store takes more than 30 minutes much um, more yeah and you have to time it right you have to time it right <laughs> yeah if you time it perfectly it might take 30 minutes then you still need to walk back with all your groceries so if you've got like a week's worth of groceries i mean you're you need a cart <laughs> you need a cart right? yeah, like, yeah yeah <laughs> and so it's yeah but, but i feel like all places are like that you know right. yeah. unless you're like in new york or something but, but i would say even so even in chicago, <laughs> was supposedly chicago, yeah. good public transportation and it is better than i'll give you it is better than houston fine sure. you know Sure. Um, I had to get to a bank. My credit card uh, was missing. I don't know what happened to it. And I actually had to like, like take my luggage on there. I got a shopping cart, just brought it on the train. It's such disarray that no one even cared. They're just like, all right, fucking guy has a grocery cart on a train. Like, <laughs> whatever. whatever. <laughs> it's fine, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> a grocery cart on the train. <laughs> Out of necessity. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, dude, I grew up in New Jersey. I spent a lot of time in New York. You'll see some crazy shit on the subway. So we'll yeah. see some crazy shit. Um, people can't get to where they need to be <laughs> yeah they got places to go <laughs> like sometimes you just gotta make it happen like i think for yeah. public transportation specifically mm-hmm. there are tiers too right like oh yeah i think um people might say a place has great public transportation if you can like park and ride and like ride into your workplace yeah like, that could be mm-hmm. great public transportation It'd be great but you can't get to the grocery store from your house right? yeah right you know what i mean like yeah. right so it's well, we're like in this weird like hell of uh what is it like compartmentalization oh yeah because like the oh and that's the issue with like maybe new york right because like yeah. if you're going to live in new york you don't live in manhattan mm-hmm. unless you know you're not me or Mitchell, <laughs> you know i don't know about you aaron no, but, no, no but all the stuff you're going to do is in manhattan so you end up commuting into yeah. yeah like what yeah. if that stuff was more like in different places like more mixed yeah like geographic i guess setups right i feel like i'm starting to see that like in austin so i live like north of like downtown by about maybe 20 30 minutes so i'm in the kind of one of the yeah yeah so like check out your place (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i'm a little bit further away from like the hustle and bustle and Mm -hmm. you know at times like i want to move further south so i can closer to the action like you're saying like where things are happening the bars the restaurants the people yeah um but at the same time, like I'm noticing, like there are like some pretty solid restaurants popping up up here. Like there's a ramen place that opened here recently that is like spot on. Um, there's like a couple other places, little bars that are popping up. Uh, there's like a brewery slash coffee place. Was it called Red Red? I can't remember Red something. Um, but it was super good. Like that's where we went, Mitchell, the first time we met about oh, the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. that was a cool place. That yeah. was a cool place. And yeah, you know, so slowly. <laughs> slowly like i think that it's it's kind of happening right like not all of the cool know, innovative stuff it, is um, kind of like being smushed into like the city center you know is that inefficient right. though i mean yeah like, yeah right because the from the tale as old as time like you would want to have all your um <laughs> your entertainment your business district your right, whatever right. all in the you know even with the old days with horses and markets and everything like all yeah. in one place right it's just yeah 
it's hyper efficient but i guess we live in these like communities now where it is it's up north is a separate community yeah well it's, uh, like 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 was said it was com it's compartmentalized right like you yeah. know like the neighborhoods the little townships like it's all its own kind of little its own little world dude like if i go out into my little area i've got like two hebs there's like a lowe's a home depot there's a chick-fil-a and in and out i mean uh, whatever i need like four walgreens Man. like it's all here you know can you tell me that you can get from the lows to the heb without it being a headache i think that's my kicker yeah it's 100%. Like, you have to have a car you have to have a car yeah that's you have to have a barrier car. to entry yeah. yes right? the barrier of entry 100 is it's i mean that might just kind of more be like a texas thing like texas is a bigger state things are a little yeah, bit more United spread out States, think, yeah what but i'm saying is like that's the case in chicago too is that you know? it's really it's yeah yeah you need the car <laughs> you, probably do you need the car yeah. yeah maybe most things but you still need the car for everything yeah. i guess so yeah. like for day to day, day. oh yeah 100 yeah. percent, man you can you can do your daily like you can do your service to society yep without without a car yeah totally but if you wanted 100%. to actually live a life that you do want. your errands and chores yeah you, you need a freaking car yeah. Yeah. And like, yeah because so like yeah. the grocery store in comparison to where my apartment is it's like right around the corner two minute drive not even <laughs> it's like right mm -hmm. there i go across a, one street through a parking lot i'm at the grocery store yeah. right if i had to do that on foot or by public transportation like 30 minutes <laughs> 30 minutes to an hour minimum that journey becomes a, a chunk of my day instead of an errand you know what i mean mm -hmm. like you'd that, probably be like walking on grass paths to like unpaved sidewalks right and right yeah. fences, and so or... it's like yeah 100 percent. like you know i could take the bus to like work i could probably take yeah. you know good luck yeah, I I so, <laughs> but you know yeah 100 percent. like it, it would turn something as simple as running to the grocery store to grab something for dinner uh to that's a whole endeavor like you know it's like yeah yeah it's it's intense i think it's coming though eventually like i think we, you know there's definitely people working on like i know that elon's got his project in la with the tunnels and everything but um See, but it's still car centric, right? it is Wait, car centric tunnel car tunnel it because they have that tunnel in vegas now right yes yeah Wait, the hyperloop i don't really understand how that, that helps called? Yeah. at all yeah <laughs> yeah so it's the way that it's being built there is to help with traffic mm -hmm. right so like um if you're going from like the valley down to like uh santa monica like you could basically merge onto this tunnel and then it takes you under and then zoom, you know you get zoomed down to santa monica um but like Wait, isn't that just creating another lane of a highway Pretty much, it's it's clearing up the main highway. But I think that that technology, like what they're developing, mm -hmm. I think it can be applied to like other cities, not necessarily based on having a vehicle. I think that they're what they're pioneering here. Cars. What's up? Now we can, you know what I mean? Like it just seems like there's a distinct conflict of interest there. I mean, he can buy uh, another company that makes trains, dude. It's Elon Musk, man. Like he could buy hey, hey, we don't know foot what transportation uh, sure. technology. Like you know what I'm saying? I'm saying they're developing this new method, and yes, it is definitely car centric. But like that doesn't mean it's going to stay that way, right? Like the future is unclear. Elon's hedging is best. Yeah. Any, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I would, cars and yeah. everything else. I would yeah. see that anything can happen. But but I would say if I were a person selling cars, I would probably want to preserve the culture and society that made my success possible. Yeah, I mean, that's totally fair. But then as a successful entrepreneur like that, you can't keep doing the same thing, expect the same results, right? Like he's gonna right. look to the next big thing. 
Like, of course, he wants to shore up his car sales market. But at the same time, like he's going to look for the next path to make him another 50 billion dollars. Right. So what's that going to look like in a city that, you know, might be too condensed for cars? What does his system look like in New York or Chicago? Like, you know what I'm saying? Where there's a lot of foot traffic. How can he play to that market? Like, I would love it to look like a very utopian future, but I have a feeling it's going to be like, and now you can own a Tesla, four Teslas in New York. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I just, I, I have a feeling it's going to veer that route. Yeah, probably. I mean, most likely, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a very utopian guy, but I mean, like, if there's a paycheck in it for him, if it's like 30, 50 billion dollar paycheck for him to do something, then... I mean, uh, why wouldn't he, right? Real. I mean, like investing in, in rocket ships, was that like a solid bet <laughs> off rip? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. You're yeah. right. The, the rocket ship thing is, is difficult because like, it's so exciting. It's you know? wild. Really freaking it. cool. Yeah. And at the same time, I'm like, but climate change. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or name any other problem, right? He talked like, about yeah, it. He talked about it in an interview, this? man. He was like, yeah, he was cool. like, he was like, yeah, some people have asked me, like, why am I do why I'm doing this? And he's like, you know, it's just a very small percentage of money going into this. And, you know, we're looking at ways to invest in other things to help the planet. I'm like, dude, what? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? That's, that's bullshit, man. I was like, yeah, that's that's you're, that's bullshit. <laughs> like, come on, dude. You just want to be the first person to Mars. <laughs> the vanity. Yeah, yeah. It's like oh, it's man. like Mitchell and I were talking about. They're, they've risen above like the super rich they are yeah they're like demigods right like so where's Maslow's hierarchy of needs do you think the uh need for like worship comes in <laughs> in terms of like us <laughs> to them no because there's like okay so there's like the base money. needs right you got your base needs you yeah got your like yeah. security like, shelter whatever, yeah, yeah whatever yeah. community yeah yeah, yeah 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 do you think that uh self-actualization is above oh god status of having worshipers mm. or below i think that's the real kicker because mm. it's definitely got to be up there it's definitely not below food no <laughs> i mean no, you have a bunch of jesus right <laughs> yeah. like, everyone's a jesus nowadays. <laughs> yeah, i saw it on tiktok man it's gotta be true <laughs> oh, i don't know that's an, an interesting question you know mm. yeah I, i've never felt the need for that i feel yet but i feel the like need once for you following I guess following is maybe different than worship. Maybe. So I had this strange interaction with a friend. Okay. Uh, great friend and like great musician. But you know, you know I, I made I made these little teaching videos. I didn't think much of it. Um, but he was like, you know, it's really one of those things where I, I don't think people like people will have these ideas, but they don't actually pull the trigger, you know? Yeah. And at that moment, I was like, oh my God, this is how like people become narcissist you know what i mean i did like, it no one else did <laughs> yeah you know yeah. you're like oh my god i'm a god yeah you know? yeah and, yeah and I, I i'm sure that something like that does play on the like innate humanness of like wanting acceptance or something oh, yeah sure i mean it is, look at the look at the young yeah. culture now with tiktok and instagram and social media i mean the people like i said like the 18 19 year olds the young adults now coming into society that are raised on this, I mean, that is a huge part, I think, of their ego and their self-worth yeah. and all of that is how many likes did my video get? How many followers do I have? Did this video, like did this video go likes. viral? Is someone going to recognize me on the street for the dance I did last week? Like, they think about this shit. Like, that stuff matters yeah. to them. Not so much to me or you, but... 
I think that's their community. Exactly. Of, of exactly. Pyramid, right. Like we're not. And so yeah. it's more of a community of it's a self new community. It's a community of worship, though, right? Like, right. They right. worship yeah. those. You know them. Yeah, and they worship those idols. Like, it's it's kind of like Beatlemania back in the day, right? Where like you know fans were just going wild for them, like they were the coolest things in sliced bread, dude. Like no one had seen anything like it before. It's Not kind everybody's can can be a beetle. Everyone could be a beetle, and so and that's a different feeling, right? When you grow up, mm-hmm. understanding that, or at least subconsciously absorbing that information, that like this is just an everyday average person. Oh, they're just like me. They're like near my age range, and like I could do that dance. So you feel like you could attain mm-hmm. that level of worship and actualization. And it pulls you in more. And that right? sucks you into oh, it, right? That's like the dude, gimmick, you know? Cycle. And that's how you feel me. like, you know, you're like, oh, this is totally within my reach, right? Because none of the Beatles fans probably thought they were going to be, be the, the Beatles. Beatles. Yeah. Ah, it's a different type of worship at that time, right? Yeah. Less relatable, more like. That was, that was the God level. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that's the distinction. I worship you because you have a lot of likes, but you're also really relatable. And I can see you as a friend. I see myself myself in you. And that's also, and that's the whole new thing that's being discussed a lot right now with streamers and YouTube and all these social relationships is the parasocial nature of content creation. And (laughs) it's true. It's true, man. What? Okay, real talk though. Do you do you think that like let's say uh you know there are there is cult followings of like billionaires, right? Like Elon Musk, uh who's the other guy? Yeah, of course. Bezos, yeah, Bezos. I mean there's Robert, there's a lot. Yeah. yeah, people people love, love these guys, right? There there are cult followings, like they could do no wrong, blah, blah blah. Do you think that those people, perhaps even ourselves included, legitimately believe that one day you could achieve something similar? No. 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 No, no, nor do I want like what I want that, you know? Like I think that yeah. I think the billionaires, the ultra rich, the demigods, whatever you want to freaking call them, our lord and saviors, um, they have evolved <laughs> beyond a reasonable accessibility. Yeah, accessibility. Then, we look at these guys and the Beatles, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. There so are Beatles. Yeah. Well, I, I would like it's like I, I don't actually want to be in that group. You know what I mean? No. Like I want to be able to see them with a healthy level of skepticism and like oh yeah, distrust, right? Um, but I beings, do I, feel like part yeah. of the allure of being in that in group is like, well, maybe what was that like SpongeBob? Maybe some of Squidward's genius will rub, rub off on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. And I mean, that's always like you want to be friends with the popular kid, right? Or like yeah. you want to be liked. Ooh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's an innate, it's it's an acceptance thing. It's ingrained into us as human beings. It's a part of our tribal nature, right? community yeah. and acceptance you know it makes me hate them more it does though right <laughs> it's what okay, so this actually broke my heart this is like only tangentially related but like okay sex pistols right what's that sex pistols yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah i i didn't know this i i heard about this recently on, on actually another podcast um and they were talking about how like the sex pistols were basically like fabricated from like these guys trying to sell clothes mm-hmm. you know this i had no idea i was like i thought this was like a just like some angsty kids making music Dude, which like I'm sure is part of it, but it's like, a scam. I, <laughs> I, I feel so disillusioned. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Know? Dude, uh, Velvet Underground. They uh, they were from the suburbs near, like I think it was like somewhere in Jersey or tri-state. And like I remember there was pictures of them playing at my high school. Like they were like really? middle class mm-hmm. kids. Like you know what I mean? Like wild. Yeah. So 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, like it, it, it's funny because like, it's all a fucking illusion, right? At the end of the like, day, how would you feel if little John went to or little John, you know, like what if he went to Yale? Right. That would right. Totally shatter. The, would like, that shatter his brand? Right. Would that like, yeah. Like, oh right. my God. Right. 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 And it's like, <laughs> yeah. You find out that the punk rock band are actually rich kids. And then you find out that <laughs> Lil John actually is a very well-educated individual. <laughs> like, would that just shatter your reality? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Is it like, is it like good music is good music or good music is good art music, is art. Yeah. But there is a certain tacit authenticity that the consumer mm. is expecting. I agree. Right? I 100% what they're agree. writing about. Oh, I don't, I don't disagree with you, but mm. as devil's advocate. Please. his favorite role his favorite role what if they're, what if they're just writing about a, a friend's experience or something right yeah tell like, them right they, they probably do write about from their uh grammatically they probably say like as long as right? long as the artist but, is clear that it's not their experience whether it's in an interview it's not black and white or in the lyrics, it's just right? like what is appropriation right 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 uh, right right <laughs> Yeah, well, and also like, but then where's the, like, what's what's storytelling, right? What is yeah, storytelling? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it could just be so. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe you need one line in there that makes it clear that like, it's an old <laughs> term, man. It's story. it's an old term. It's poser. Poser. <laughs> A poser. It's Millie Vanilli. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> see, Fucking Millie Vanilli made it into the podcast, dude. <laughs> Fuck. Cut it. Delete the vod. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's hilarious. No, it's, it's, it's funny, man. Like, uh, we live in an, uh, one thing I want to bring up real quick and get y'all's opinion on this, because this is something that I've been feeling lately when talking to some friends and looking at the internet and whatever. We live in an age where we have more content than ever before, right? Art, music, entertainment, you name it, right? There is just more than ever, right? People are hypercritical of shit. Like, everybody's a critic everyone's a fucking critic and like a keyboard warrior in the comments or you know going on a, a twit longer and it's like it's like dude like I, I don't get it like we have so much to consume and so much to enjoy and i'm not saying you have to like everything because obviously everyone has their taste and their opinion but i think but there's something to be like button if you haven't already yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> guys click that thumbs up right now or click the thumbs down it doesn't matter we'll take either um <laughs> he as critical as he likes actually. yeah exactly hey. yeah. thank you youtube god yeah exactly thank you <laughs> daddy youtube um but yeah so i just i wonder what that is right i wonder what part of like the collective psyche is deciding that you know shit isn't good enough right like for example I mean, is it Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I just want to throw one out there. So yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah, if you yeah. guys have watched Cowboy Bebop, the original anime. I brought it up before we started the show, but Netflix did a live action version of it. Oh. As a reasonable person that watches anime, I don't have high expectations, right? Like taking an anime, making it live action, probably yes, not going to translate super well, yeah. right? But Really hard to recreate the fights. Yeah. And, I mean, but as a... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And the voices. Um, <laughs> but as a fan of that series, as a fan of that art style, and I mean, that show is a masterpiece. It's still in that universe, right? It's still part of that canon. And it's like, yeah. you know, you're a fan of Cowboy Bebop. So like, enjoy this, another serving of it, right? Like, check it yeah. out. People have just been ripping this shit apart. I'm like four episodes in. It's nothing to write home about, but it's not terrible. 
Like mm -hmm. some of the shit that I've been seeing, some of the stuff I've heard from friends, they're just like, this is dog shit, three out of 10. Da -da -da -da. I'm like, bro, like relax. Like, you know, I don't know. It's, I feel like people are just really overcritical of stuff and almost like taking it for granted. Like, you know, like, mm -hmm. I, I don't know. It's, it's kind of my opinion on, on the world right now. Excess content allows you to be more critical. Because you know you're always gonna have something else to consume. Right? You always have something. It's coming it's, faster than ever. You can you can be as critical as you want, and there's no downside, right? I think yeah. you I think you hit the nail on the head, and I think actually it ties back to just like gluttony, right? Like you just want to you just want to keep just shoveling it in, like yeah. you know, and you it's get never one enough. Eagles album, you know, and that's the coolest album of the entire year, right? You True. have to try to like it at least, right? Or like have True. an open mind about it, right? Um, but you know, but I think the Beatles also had their like diehard sure, you know. I think that's all, the other point I was going to make is yeah, that they did. I think people are haters. Always have them, but but now they have a, a way to communicate. more of a voice. Uh, their haters yeah. is not their fault. I think more than anything, people want to feel important. You know, like, I yeah. I think will, you. Have, I think negativity allows them to have it towards that. Like they're gonna take it. I think you're absolutely right. <laughs> I think that's a really good call out too. It's like you have the ability to take an unpopular opinion for the attention of having an unpopular yeah. opinion. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's interesting. I just, yeah. I, I don't know. It's like, I see all this stuff and and I, maybe I'm thinking about it from a jaded perspective because I've worked on TV shows and I've worked on, you know, movies and stuff. And it's like, man, those are big productions. Those are a lot of work in the hot sun, lifting heavy oh. shit. It's a yeah. lot of work to make these productions. And then they just have some fucking Joe Schmo like behind a keyboard, just <laughs> shit all over it. Be like, this was dog shit. This should never have been made. You guys ruined yeah. this. Like, holy fuck, man. Relax. Yeah. Like, Let alone if you tie yourself. Relax, to your dude. Worth your show too. Like, <laughs> yeah. Dude. Yeah. Have and you seen the movie Amadeus? Oh my God. Not in a long time, but. Oh, yeah. Me neither. Yeah. It's like two VHSs or something, right? Yeah, it is. It's long, <laughs> dude. Yeah. I wrote, oh my God, two VHSs. Holy shit, <laughs> dude. But there's that scene. I feel there's a scene where uh, the emperor in, in Vienna is like being critical of Mozart. Mozart's music, yes. Right? Yes. And he's like, oh, he didn't care for it. He's like, okay, but tell me what you didn't like about it. He's like, oh, it's just too many notes. He's like, mm, well, maybe you can tell me which notes I should cut out. Yep. Your lead, you know, and he has to be mm -hmm. really respectful. Mm -hmm. It's the kind of thing like that at that time, the emperor is probably the only guy who isn't seeing yeah. how the sausage is made all the fucking time. You know? True. Like everyone else in society is like, oh, I got, if I want bread, I have to fucking bake the bread. Uh, yeah, right. Dude. Butter, I have to fucking churn the butter. Maybe I just don't want it, you know? Or like, oh, the dude, that's a great point. So real. Yeah. And for us, we're all kind of emperors of Vienna. You know, I was like, just going to say, yeah, we all have little emperor syndrome. Oh, you've brought yeah. me this content. Well, I don't like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> screw you. Bring me another. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, that's so. a really good way to put it. That's a really good way to put it. Mm. I think, mm. yeah, we've all been put in that position of we consume, you know? And I think that yeah. as a musician like yourself and Mitchell, me and you doing this podcast and other creative endeavors, like, we see how the sausage is made. We put in the hours, the time to edit and record and set it up and get the art, whatever creative mm -hmm. endeavor it might be practicing, you know, for a performance and your scales and your, you know, all <laughs> the different. Get some guy comment, you're an idiot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, bearded man. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's like, I think that, you know, a lot of people for the most part, like, yeah, they have that little emperor syndrome. Oh God, my cat. Ugh. Um, And uh, it, I think it breeds insensitivity. Right. Like, yeah, until you put yourself in those shoes to experience that, 
and understand the hard work and the, the thought process and the refinement and honestly the finesse that goes into creating artistic stuff of artistic value um, or even just straight up content creation, um, you can't empathize with it. And so it just creates this culture of, of a lack of empathy where no one else's, you don't connect with anyone else's feelings. You're just judging, watching, judging, rating, watching, judging, rating. And it's like, that's unfortunate, man. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I do feel like there's like a big movement now of like uh, cultivating uh, spirit of humility and like, yeah. even, even if it's not genuine, like I do feel like a lot of these like uh, movements uh, in the arts are a little bit publicity focused, like, oh, we need to like cultivate more exposure for, uh, you know, like BIPOC artists. And, yes, definitely. Um, yep. I, but I do appreciate like, e like, I do think that imitation like precedes like authentic creation. Definitely. And so even if it's not like, the purest of intention like i do love that it's like okay we're starting to like try to humanize At people like yes especially yeah. people who aren't like me yes like they are also people and they have know? feelings and emotions and feelings. Little, yeah 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 no yeah. totally and and because i mean you know as an artist like art is vulnerability performance and creation and all of that like it's a vulnerable thing to you know put yourself out there whether it's you know painting something or making a song or performing on stage like it's a vulnerable act right and yeah. so I think that, yeah, as we move forward, like those movements trying to hum humanize people. And I think that's super important because we're, we're just yeah. going to get more and more connected, but disconnected at the same time. It's, it's like right. a paradox with technology, right? Like mm. alone together, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so but I think it's like having yeah. that, that intentionality on an individual level, as well as like community level, like yeah. having that is like the antidote. Yeah versus veering off to the matrix. Oh God, mm -hmm. we're going back to the conversation we just had last week or two weeks ago. <laughs> what was it? We're, virtual reality. We're talking about oh, virtual reality yeah, and the metaverse. And... So I get like little snippets from Mitchell about, I haven't listened yeah. to the whole conversation. Yeah. Um, but uh, he'll like be like, he'll mention some offhand thing and I, it'll usually be like a passing this, like, I don't have time to dig into this. Yeah, yeah. I can't unpack <laughs> this right now, dude. <laughs> I gotta get out of here. We don't have time to dig into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, just to kind of like in a nutshell, like, um, I hope that we can steer away from the matrix. I hope that we can merge like the human aspect of things with technology, kind of try to take the best of both and have a society like that. But I mean, dude, the, the matrix looms. It's right in front of us, hey, man. It's Hey, Aaron, did you see the like matrix anime prequel? Yes. Uh, what was it called? Um, I don't remember now. Oh, that came out like, Pretty Forever shortly after that. the movies, right? Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. That shit was, was pretty cool. I I didn't actually finish it. I only saw like half of it, but it's I remember cool. being like very engrossed. Yeah, I mean, those stories were so ahead of the time. I think, mm -hmm. um, maybe not ahead of the time, but like, I think the Matrix trilogy, <laughs> the first one at least. Let's be real. Yeah, um, the, the first, first one was really like a thought experiment beyond an action movie, and the timing was so perfect. Now, mm. I don't know if you guys have seen the new one that's coming out. There's a new one? There's a I, new Matrix movie I'm coming furious. out. I'm Yeah, yeah. Is Keanu Reeves still the... Yes, he is. He is. So I saw the trailer for oh, it. because I saw people like posting it in, in like Discord, uh, you know, and stuff like that. And I was like, I don't want to watch this trailer. Like, uh, I, I, I just want to keep Matrix sacred in my brain. Yeah, It's such a yeah. good sci-fi, like, you know, so, so perfect. Um, yeah. but I went to see Eternals with my roommate and it played mm. on the big screen. I was like, fuck, I gotta watch this now, bro. They're going to botch it. They're going to botch it. 
Like, mm. do you actually think you're being a big critical? Maybe this is actually critical. <laughs> you're right, though. You're right. You you're right. Yeah. No, you you're absolutely the right. Battle work no, into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like the cowboy bebop. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's just it's one of those things, though. It's like just uh, no. I think it's like I think it's like just no no. Why go for a money grab when I mean it was yeah. just such a successful story, like. What? And again, also, I'm gonna go see it. Like, sure. I'm gonna go see it. Take my money. Yeah. No. Hundred percent. Take my money. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, I will be I will be on the computer uh, writing a comment, uh, reviewing it. You know, because that's what everyone does now. But um, no, I mean, like, I think that uh, you know, I guess there must be a demand for it. <laughs> I don't really. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I just. Uh, I don't know, man. It's it's uh, we we can't let things just be what they are like we're getting all these remakes and like all this stuff it's like man just oh, let it yeah. just let it let it's, it be what it was let, let's it's a nostalgia market it is right? like, dude yes 100 percent. yeah 100 yeah. percent. all right so what's like so the matrix came at the right time oh yeah what is coming out what is being created right now at the right time oh fast and furious nine <laughs> <laughs> we definitely needed nine of those yeah you have Wait, to is that like in space or something i don't know yes that. Yes, there was. A, there was a scene where they launched a car into space. I, well, I saw, saw it in the trailer. The yeah, I, I really hope that Elon Musk has a cameo. Oh, that'd be so good. Yeah, they're like the cars going by, and then he's just in a Tesla going the other way, just like so. Did someone say car in space? Yeah. Um, did you see uh what they're doing with their car names? By the way, what it spells on their website? No. So uh, there's the Model S. There's the Model X. There's the model three S three X. Isn't there a model Y? Also? Yeah, model Y is coming. It's gonna be sexy. sexy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's funny. Um Wait, but, what is the truck called? The uh, cyber truck. Cyber. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. This is a cyber truck. A little like QAnon conspiracy theory, but I'll, oh god, I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> what like the names of the the cars yeah oh no he, he he mentioned it in an interview yeah yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> they, they said that some some commission or something wouldn't let them call it model e because they saw what they were doing so they allowed oh, them to name not. it model they allowed him to name it model three and he was like yeah, it still oh, looks like an uh, e. elon was like still looks like an e we're good um but uh oh, where was i going i was gonna say um oh yeah movies that works like i, I know right <laughs> elite speak man uh, uh any world of warcraft frogs in the chat um so the movies that i think are super relevant today which man i hate to say it in a sense but at the same time i kind of enjoy them the marvel movies man all the marvel movies i have to say i only saw a couple yep yeah um so i can't chime in on that one no it's all good dude like (laughs) (laughs) they're um they're big budget action cgi like they're not your you know change your life movie but it's kind of like this generation's like Star Wars. You know what I mean? It's like people love it, man. They eat it up. Like Marvel movies yeah, are just a yeah. massive. It's a reflection of, yeah, the societal. Social and communal. Like when we look yeah. back at like Black Panther, I think. Yep. 20 years, like I think people will, yeah. you know, teach their children like, oh, this is what was happening yeah. at that time. And like this movie meant this to these people. Yeah, exactly. Um, and there's just more to come from from that whole universe in, in terms of content. And I think that it bridges a gap between a lot of people. So I think it's a it's a it's a positive thing. Like mm. in terms of cin- cinematics, like, dude, I go in there with a bag of popcorn and a Coca-Cola. 
looking forward to some really good CGI and like some funny, time. funny little jokes here and there. I know I'm not going to have my like perspective shifted or like leave the theater like, whoa, you know what I mean? Like, uh, but that's not what you're looking for. That's not what I don't think that's really what a lot of mainstream society is looking for. No, we, right we, we, we got we to gotta talk about some, another one. But yeah, but just yeah. like junk food cinema versus just like. Like they're yeah. the same medium, right? Yeah. Like a super uh, artsy, like yes. uh, film yeah. versus um, like a blockbuster, yeah. uh, a Marvel movie. Yeah. Um, but they're the same media, and we like we treat them the same in this society. You know? Yeah. Which is like one of my pastimes recently, just like from the travel, is like crying at indie films on planes. <laughs> Have you ever nice. tried this? No, I haven't. Very uncomfortable for everyone sitting next to you. Sounds great. <laughs> Sign me up, dude. That's when you got the middle seat. Yeah. Oh, I, I always get the middle they seat. They look at you and you're yeah. like, sorry, guys, I'm just having a good cry. <laughs> <laughs> I got to call my mom, but I can't. There's no signal on this plane. <laughs> hold me. Dave, in the aisle seat, please hold me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, should we wrap it up? I think we're going to have to keep it open. Well, let's keep it open. Let's keep it open. Awesome. Daddy's <laughs> gonna comment how much he hates that. The, That's fine. I'm like, no closure. <laughs> One and a half stars. No closure. <laughs> Idiots. Unsubscribe. <laughs> that Danny can talk way too much. <laughs> Danny, thank you so much for jumping on today. I hope you had a good time just riffing with us. It was a lot of fun. Great to meet you. Yeah, no, it was awesome to, to be here. I hope you guys make more of these. Thanks for and, coming, man. Uh, yeah. Really great stuff. I'm going to put Danny's socials below in the comments. Definitely go and throw him a follow as well on social media. And as always, give us a thumbs up, a thumbs down, talk shit, don't, we don't care. Love you, bye. <laughs>